a special in-studio guest for this episode of My Second Act. Our 15-year-old daughter, Charlotte, is with us. And an update about Donna's second My Donna vaccination shot. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal, loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Dawn and I'm Caddy's wife. It is prom season. Proms are back. And I'm kind of excited that proms are back because these kids have had a whole year where there have been no dances. There have been no, I mean, extracurriculars are limited, all this stuff, but proms are back. And so the store that I work in as I've told you before, if you recall from a previous pod, how when I measure people, I have a hard time getting back up. I like kind of have to roll over right, right, and right. double up and jump up. Well, now this first wave of tuxes that I've started measuring are coming back. And I've realized that when people go into the dressing room to try it on, most of these kids and their moms are waiting outside. I have like a special prayer that I shoot up to baby Jesus. What prayer is that? Just please, baby Jesus, let this thing fix. Yeah. Just let it fit. Do, do kids understand how to put a tux on? Because I'm a 47-year-old man, and it, I, I would struggle with that It today. takes 40 yeah, minutes yeah. in the dressing room. And you think you're like, what happened to them? Where but there's they a go? lot of moving parts. There's a lot of components. A lot to a of levers, a lot of side things. Yeah. You have to tighten, vest, Each hinges. button has oh. a, what do you call it? A, a, a little pearl. Yeah. Yeah, Your the, cuff jewel, links, the, the jewelry, nine yards. the whole nine yards. So I've done pretty good on the ones that I've shot out into the universe. But I've had a few that, mm. And I've tried to convince those children that that's the look. Right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, as we talked about before, like the new look is like for your pants to kind of just break right on top of your shoe, or maybe you show a little bit of your sock and you wear a funky sock. I had one kid, though, that the pants were up to his knee. And I'm like, I, I think you can pull it off. I really Like shorts? Do. It's kind of. Jo- joggers, maybe. Jo- jodpers. Okay. Maybe like a culotte. A culotte. Because see, what's happening now is I have three sections. I have people who need to pick up their tuxes, tuxes that have issues. Tuxes that have to be returned. So I'm just like, oh, gosh. What kind of timeline do you have? Like from the time the tux arrives at your store until the prom actually happens. Like some, ha- some days a day. So Two what days. happens if it comes back and, and they're, they're high water? They have to, I have to call it in and they bring it on a little van. They bring the new one. It's fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has anyone brought a tuxedo back yet that had water stains or stains no, of any kind? no. I'm not looking over that stuff. No. Goes back into the bag and goes back. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Do you want to talk about your proms in high school? I don't. Okay. Well, I will tell you the one prom that I went, one of the proms I went to, because I went to multiple proms. I can imagine. Yeah. One prom that I went to, I went with my prom date, Larry Stevens, who had invited me, who was an upperclassman. Mm-hmm. I think he was like a junior and I was like, a, I was maybe even been a freshman. But so I went with him and I liked Larry, but he was just kind of like boring, you know, he's like very like smart and just, I don't know. And so I kept saying to him like, what, what are we doing after the prom, after the prom? What are we doing? And he's like, well, I didn't really have any plans. You know, I thought we might go get something to eat. I'm like, we've already eaten, Larry. We've eaten. We ate dinner before. What's the plan? Like, where's the party? Right, right. And so I, Okay. I've, I've heard this story. Yeah. Now, Charlotte, your 15-year-old daughter, is is sitting next to you here in the app and podcast. <laughs> and as she knows, I do not, I, they should not do some of the things that I did. But I left my prom date and went with other people to Six Flags. What happened to Larry? He just went home. How did you get with Larry? 
Like it, not in the parking lot of high school. I mean, like, I didn't. How, how did you, well, I don't mean it that way. I mean, like, how did you? Huh, I'm sorry, Charlotte. I did. How, how, but how did he asked me? We were like friends. We were friends. And we, we like I. OK, a friend of mine dated his best friend, but his best friend was in our grade. And so Larry, we hung out with Larry, which what a name. Do, are kids named Larry anymore? I don't know any Larry's. No. <laughs> no. So anyways, yeah. So he went on home mm-hmm. and I went on to Six Flags. Did he know that you were leaving him to go to Six Flags? I told him. Dan? I, I kind of, in, it was Scotty. I kind of invited him, but kind of disinvited him. I'm mm-hmm. like, you can come if you want. Donna, that's horrible. No, it's, I wasn't mean. He didn't want to come. He didn't like roller coasters. He wanted to go home. We wound up at the Hickory Motor Lodge. Okay, that's seedy. It, it was very. A motor lodge? Yeah. Yeah. This is back in 1990 and 1991. What are you doing there? What's going huh? on there? What's going on there? Uh, in a we motor were, lodge? Who knows? You know was what was going on. Mm. Did All you right. make it to Dose? Yes, we did. Oh. And Trace. And oh. Quattro. All right. It was quite the night. Okay. All right. Let's spend a moment on the Derek. Chauvin. 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 Chauvin trial. Uh, literally, as we are on the way to the studio today, the verdict is red. Um, and this is a, a, a lot of moving parts to this story. And so... On upload day, there'll certainly be more information and stories and things like that. But Derek Chauvin is the former Minneapolis police officer who put his knee on George Floyd's neck in May of 2020. And uh, he was guilty on all three counts. Second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. Guilty on all three counts. A jury, five men, seven women. Decision after 10 hours of deliberation. One night. They were sequestered for one night. Yeah. Did the timing, what did you think about that? I thought it was going to be a quick decision. And I think it's interesting how um, I was watching before the decision came down and they had a couple of attorneys on there um, who said, and, and obviously you would you would think this, but it is just known that quick decisions usually mean agreement. And there were no questions. Not one question. At all. Because, you know, as a jury consultant. Oh, here we go. What? Mm-hmm. And, and I watched every day, not all day, every day, but there, there wasn't a day during the three-week trial that I did not tune in for a few minutes. When the judge gave them the case on Monday, he said, if you have any questions, you write them down, you give them to the bailiff or the, or the deputy who's with you, and then um, it may take me a while to get you an answer. To and get I, thought, back with you. I thought, well, that's strange. Are yeah. you going on vacation? Your kids have spring break. Where's where's the judge going? I didn't know this, Donna. The reason that it takes a while is because the judge, after you write your question, has to consult with both sides, both the attorneys. prosecution and the defense attorneys, in order to come up with the proper answer to your question. Yeah. But there were no questions. Now, right. not a single question from the jury. Well, and that was the other thing that prior to the verdict coming down, they they thought that it was going to be the way it was because... If it had been a lesser charge, then they they said the jury probably would have had questions to find out how how the verdict specifically fit, you know. So because they did not have any questions, it was assumed that it was going to be guilty. Do you think that the verdict would have been different if not for Darnella Frazier? Darnella 
is the then 17-year-old girl who took out her cell phone in front of Cup Foods in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and recorded Derek Chauvin killing George Floyd. 17-year-old girl. Would there have potentially been... Yeah, I don't know, Don. I was, you think back to the past year, and you think about everything that was that, that happened in the world because of that one moment in time. Yeah. The devastation, the destruction, the pain, the hurt. The conversations that happened around it and after it. I mean, how about the fact that she's just, I mean, unfortunately, it's a sordid history, but she was witness to it. And she was... um she was part of history. Sentencing will be in eight weeks. The other three officers involved in the killing of George Floyd will go to trial August 23rd. And, you know, I, we talked in previous podcasts about how a trial during the pandemic is, is a little different. Um, you know, th- there was always one press pool reporter in the courtroom that would report back to all the networks and things like that. Um, and they were asked a lot, what's the jury's reaction to today's testimony? And the reporter would be like, well, listen, it's hard to tell. Everybody's wearing masks. Right. And the same thing happened when the verdict came down. Uh, Chauvin's wearing a mask. And so the question was what, you know, you, you saw it actually because they carried it live on, I mean, every network and, and you saw it on, online and on your phone and everywhere. But the whole mask thing, uh, it, it, it has kept people from being able to uh, see emotion. I saw emotion with him today, actually, what, what, in his What kind eyes. of emotion did you see? Just, I don't think it was shock or pain. I think it was just pain. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. I wouldn't know how to describe it because I couldn't assume anything. But I did see in his eye. I mean, it was interesting because they had the camera on his face for, you know, just really honed in on his eyes because I think he is wearing a mask. You know, he was denied bail. Yes. And, um... And then the the other, the split screen of the family of George Floyd and just falling to their knees, you know, to, you know, it, and I think one of them said, you know, it's, you, it's not one of those things where you can say justice was served because a person lost their life. But definitely conversations have come out of, out of this time that probably wouldn't have happened. I was with Charlotte, our daughter, on the way here today. And we were listening. And I said to Charlotte when when it came down and afterwards, and I said, you know, this may very well be one of the most historical moments of your entire lifetime. Right. Yeah. So I also want to take a moment and say that most men and women that dedicate their life to law enforcement and to policing are good people. And in any occupation, any business, there are bad people. And obviously, uh, Derek Chauvin and these three other officers with the Minneapolis Police Department, they're, they're bad people, Donna. But for the most part, people that are in law enforcement are good cops and they want to do well and they want to serve and they want to protect. Yeah, and, and I think that I think of our friends who are in um policing and that I think it's a tough day for them too because you know it wasn't it most officers and either the ones that we're friends with don't agree with I mean do do agree with the verdict you know what I mean do not agree with what happened but I think 
it's kind of like what was happening when it when it first started that, you know, for them not to be embarrassed by wearing the badge. And so I think it's it's just a, it's a sad day all around because there's no winner. You know, a man lost his life. A daughter lost her father. They lost their son. And on the other side, the same, you know, the same thing it is that hopefully people understand, like you said, that there are great people who want to serve. Let's talk about your COVID shot. Oh, Madonna. It's not Madonna. It's Madonna. I call it Madonna. Madonna. Madonna right. The Madonna shot. So you went to have the second one and you drove to the same spot. Well, yes. That, that's a whole thing, though. If you're getting your second COVID shot and maybe maybe every place is different, but I thought I was going to get this email because I got an email on the first one saying, you know, here's it kept, it kept reminding me. Here's when your first shot is Some directions. Yes. On the second one, I didn't get anything. It wasn't like they were like, we can't wait to see you again. We're looking forward to seeing you. It wasn't anything like that. So I was like, where did I go? Because it had been four weeks because you have to wait four weeks in between for Moderna. And um, it's not a place that I was familiar with because it was a church probably 45 minutes from here. And I was like, where did I go? And this is the craziest thing. It was like one of those kind of modern churches. So I'm like, is it going to have a name like River Birch or, you know what I mean? One of those kind of non-denominational names. Come to find out it it was a Baptist church. They just disguised it as like the river runs through it, you know, but I had to call around. I had to call around to Al's family who also got the shot the same same day, same spot and same day I did and say, where are we going? And they were like, oh, I don't even know. We got to look it up in ways. Did you have it in ways? I couldn't find it. So Mr. Al, also, if you're new to the podcast, Mr. Al is your mother's 101 year old boyfriend. Yes. And they live together. They shack up together. And his family had sent me, you know, three, four weeks ago, this is the place you you can sign up and go ahead and get the first Moderna. And so I did. No problems after the first one. My arm hurt and I was definitely tired, but nothing crazy. And then after the second one, I was fine. And up until probably about, I had gotten the shot at 945 and about 815, I went down hard. I had a really high fever. You did. And I just didn't feel good. I didn't get sick. It wasn't anything like that. I just felt like I'd gotten hit by a truck. Now, I, I don't want, I'm like worried about Carl because Carl just got a second shot. Well, today. but Carl has Pfizer. I know. Which is different. Well, we hope. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But you had a temperature over 100. Yes. For, for quite a bit. Confirmed. And you were achy. Achy. And sore. Sore. And tired. Angry. Yep. All probably, of that. probably hungry, dehydrated, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. But worth it. I mean, I guess, yeah. you know. Well, here's the other, here's the thing. <laughs> You could either have COVID for seven days and would have many of those same correct uh, uh, challenges, problems, yes. you know, or you can just take it in one day and, and and get it done. This coming, by the way, from the guy uh, who has not even had his first vaccination. Well, job. you were scheduled for the Johnson and Johnson next week, this week actually. Yeah, today. And they put a pause on it, so we're going back to get you your. Did I tell you that they reached out and said that they would sub it for Moderna? Yeah, yeah I mean, I said no, thank you. Okay, well, we're gonna figure all that out. Well, I'm yes. just getting one. One okay. and done. I'm, I'm whenever uh, okay. whenever they give the 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 flag to J and J again. I'm in, but I'm not doing two shots. Well, anyways, if you're listening and you've been on the fence, don't worry about it because honestly, the next day I was fine. It was it was you know very very slight. So, and you're just glowing with your vaccination. 
Uh, maybe. But yes, I am going to get my little card laminated, and I'm so excited. Where are you going to go first? To get my card vaccinated? No. Like, now that you can, you have your fully vaccinated, where are you going to oh, go? Oh, I just hug people. Okay. Like, what I think I'm going to do. Do you ask if they're vaccinated no. before you do okay. What I think I'm going to do is pin it. Like, pin it like an old person or a little kid when you go on a field trip. And you're like, you're number 333, and it's got your parents, like. And your bus number. And all your that. bus number. So yeah. I'm going to pin it to my shirt so that I, when I start to hug people, they can look down and go, hey, she's been vaccinated. I saw um, a sign on a retail door, retail store, that said, even if you, uh, you must wear a mask to enter. Yes, we talked about this. Well, I know, but hang on. It said, you must wear a mask to enter or have proof of your vaccination. Now we're taking proof. Yeah. So you just carry that thing around with you everywhere you go? I have it in my purse. Do me. you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the Academy of Country Music Awards. Uh, get you up to speed about this. This is how screwy ratings can be. Um, in the 18 to 49 demo, which is considered the, the key demo. Uh, well, I guess 2554 would be, but a, a major demo, 1849. Uh, Six million people tuned in to the ACM Awards on uh, Sunday night. Makes it the lowest rated, least watched ACM Awards show in history. Okay. That surprises okay, me. Hang on. There's more. On the flip side. The show did have the highest ratings compared to other networks in the same key demo for that time slot. So it had the best and the worst ratings. Isn't that weird? How's that happen? How's that work out? That's crazy. How do you sell that? Dog? I had someone reach out to me because we said, and we do this a lot because um, I have rampant ADD and you just follow along with me. Right. So we talked about um, Alan Jackson and how we were going to talk about him and we never talked about him. And so everybody was like, what were you going to say about Alan Jackson? And what I was going to say is, I love that man. Mm-hmm. When he got up there and, and sang Drive, anytime that song plays, I just tears roll down my face. Just reminds me of my dad. It just, I love that song. I love that moment in time of country music. I would go back there right now. Like if I could climb into a time capsule. And living here in Atlanta and Alan Jackson being from Noonan, which is south of Atlanta, there's so many references like Thick Pen Road. Yes. He sings about in that song. Uh, there's actually a Thick Pen Road. In Noonan, Georgia, where Alan Jackson grew up and, and, and where he went to high school. Um, I think it's one of the best country songs ever written. It is. And we're going to talk to Charlotte. Our daughter's in here, our 15-year-old, about driving. And it just puts you in that place. Straighten up, girl. You're doing just fine. You just remember driving with your, it was either your dad or your grandfather, somebody that first put you in. And it could have been a boat. It could have been a Polaris. It could have been a, a tractor. But, right. you know, somebody said to you, Here's your keys. Let's go. And you probably weren't even old enough or tall enough to reach the wheel. But Alan Jackson just makes me smile. He's just he's just such a great artist. And he's such a great ambassador for country music. And when he came on the ACMs, it just really, it made me proud to have worked for so long in country music during that time period. Because that was, and it's great now. I'm not one of those old hagger people. I mean, I love the new music that's out now. But man, those were the glory days. You also, you mentioned that we talked about the double shots last episode, and he had one of those. He did Drive for Daddy Gene, but then also a brand new song. That which he, was fabulous. Yeah, that he, he's got new music coming out soon. Yeah. Which he had written for one of his daughter's weddings. Yes, I wonderful. I believe that particular song. It was wonderful. So, all right. Promo code is CADDY2021 for $30 off your first order at dinneraffair.com. Chef prepared. Uh, every single meal kit is chef prepared by hand using only the most delicious high-quality ingredients. This... Uh, can save you an awful lot of time 
and it can save you an awful lot of headache with with buying groceries when you go to the grocery store, but also in uh, with with preparing your meal because everything that you need for each individual dinner comes in its own individual Ziploc bag. It's already chopped, it's already cut, it's already weighed, it's ready to go. You know what I love too is it comes in butcher, it's wrapped in butcher paper. And the reason they do that is because you open the butcher paper, you take out all the ingredients, and you really can prep the meal on that paper. And then when you're done, you wrap everything up in the butcher paper and you throw it in the trash. Yeah. And I mean, that's a big one too, because I mean, a lot of people don't cook because they don't like to cook. A lot of people don't cook because it's messy and then they're tired from working and they're going to have to clean their kitchen. So this is not where you're going to have. 10 different bowls down and six different mixing spoons and all this, you literally can make the meal on the butcher paper, roll it up, be done, eat dinner and call it a night. Two to three easy steps to get dinner on your table. Always 100% guaranteed free contactless delivery in Atlanta and dinner. If does ship nationwide, there's no contract dinner, affair.com dinner, a F a R E.com. The promo code for $30 off your first order is CADDY2021, C-A-D-D-Y. And we have been uh, clients, customers, and fans of Dinner Affair for years, long before they joined us here on the podcast. And it's owned by uh, Ken and Stephanie Wright, who who are great people. And and we fully love this product and everything that they do. You can always have a fresh home-cooked meal ready when you need it most. Dinneraffair.com. I'm going to yield my Spotify Hype Song playlist. Uh, Edition. Song. To our 15 year old daughter, Charlotte. Yes. Hello. Who Welcome, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Hi. Hi. Okay. What is your hype song? Well, after I watched the ACMs, I started re listening to like country music because I don't listen to a lot of country music anymore. I love that. But Not I that revisited Keith Urban and my song is Cop Car by Keith Urban. I love that song. And Fuse is one of my favorite country albums ever. But the song was like originally written by Sam Hunt, and it's on his debut album as well. But I like Keith's version more, which is rare because usually, you know, you think the songwriter would do it better because they wrote the song. But I've always liked Keith's style more. So I love that. That's my song. We're going to serve it up. I love that. What you got, Don? Okay, mine is Dustin Lynch, and it's uh, Mama's House. Is that right? Let's talk about this. Let's just, okay. As I was preparing to run a my show. My mama's for, house. My mama's house. You're going to know when you see it. But let's get the title right. It is. It's mama's house. Don, I've never heard of a song by Dustin Lynch called Mama's House. <laughs> I was in country radio for 25 years. Like since the, like I was already in country radio 10 years and Dustin Lynch put out his first single. You can fact check that, Carl. I know it's called Mama's House. Okay. Let me tell you a story about Dustin Lynch. Okay. He is so cute, but we, um, there's no but. He's just cute. Okay. So he opened for, um, Oh, in Gwinnett, uh, Cole. Cole Swindell. Yeah. And so we were backstage and we were talking to Dustin and he was getting ready to go on vacation. And if you remember, I was like, where are you going? And I'm thinking maybe he's going like to Dustin or whatever. He was going to Fiji with like six friends. And he said he just goes off, like goes off the grid, turns his phone off. Just, you know, which I'm sure is not hard to do in Fiji. You right. know what I mean? Right. Cute guy. We got a great picture of Dustin Lynch. We'll mm-hmm. send it out for the um, letter. But it's called Mama's House. It's not. Look. I pulled it up. It's right here. The third single from his fourth studio album. That's right. Mama's House. Tullahoma. Was this a release? A single? Yes, you're going to know when you hear it. Can Can I hit play real quick? Yes. Well, there's an ad. I'll I'll, I'll deal with that later. 
Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, okay. you're going to know it. You're going to love it. All right. I'm sure it's a fine selection. You love Dustin Lynch. I, I'm a huge fan of Dustin Lynch. But again, when I was preparing to run a show <laughs> and I said, hey, what's your, what do you, what do you suspect? Because it could change on the way here. Again, the hype song is we something. We have no Dustin Lynch. Okay. But the uh-huh. hype song is something you listen to on the way here to record each episode. And I said, what do you, what do you foresee possibly as being your hype song? And you told me, and I'm like, are you sure? Yes, I am I've sure. I've never heard of that before. You made com- it to uh, number one on the Hot Country Songs. Thank you. Carl, what? did this man work in radio? I mean, seriously, my mama's house, my mama's house. (laughs) I'm not familiar with it. Okay. You're going to feel, you're going to feel silly when Mm -hmm. you hear it. Silly. All right. All right, Miss Charlotte, thank you for coming in and hanging out with us. Not that you had a choice because you had a tennis tennis And a a season party. Yeah. I took Charlotte to school this morning. She was a little tardy because she had an ortho appointment and, and, as we pull into the school for her to go in and begin her day, and we weren't all that late, like maybe an hour, because we did stop at McDonald's and have breakfast. And Donna, as Charlotte, you can tell she's trying to buy time because mm-hmm. I'm sitting in front of the school mm-hmm. and, and all you have to do is grab your, you had a project you had to take in this morning. You mm-hmm. had to grab your project and your book bag your and, lunch. and go, right? And she's just, just as slow as can be mm. because she just does not want to go into school well, but you always want to hit the period after it's ended. Okay, that's that's exactly she- what I said. I explained this to because Coach O has, my math teacher has a class, first period. So I have to wait so I could drop off my project. So I was going to wait until passing period so I could drop it off. And you were like, no, it's going to take you so long to sign in and you got to go now. It took me one minute. I just had to hand the note to the lady. Yeah, And Dad. she was like, okay. But I was like standing there in the hall for like two uh, minutes. What, Charlotte? You got to wait for passing period, Dad. Okay, all right. But you had a good day. You had a great even day. Even I know I that. had a great day. Yeah, all even right. I know that. Charlotte is our third child. Yes. We have Will, who's twenty-two. Yes. We have Olivia, who's seventeen, a junior in high school, and Charlotte is now a freshman. Little baby Charlotte. Huh? He's twenty-one. Is he? No, he's, Will's twenty-two. Isn't he? He's twenty-one. He turns twenty-two. I'm just gonna on go home. your birthday. <laughs> I'm gonna go home on your birthday. You don't know about Dustin pull, Lynch. You pull don't... the jeep around. I've never Seriously. heard that song for my life. Okay, I've never heard that song. I've before. never heard of it. Okay, well, it's right. a good one. Yes. So Charlie is. She was always a little baby Char because she was our last one. So she started to drive, and Charlotte knows about me. This about me. Like when anything monumental happens. She looks over and what is happening? You cry. I cry every time. I cry when she's driving. But, Tears just roll down. You my cry face. at like little stuff too. Like I want a tennis match this season. <sighs> cry. And you were on the phone too, and I just hear. <laughs> I was like, the sniffling. No. <laughs> I was like, no. But that was a big moment, though. Well, all moms are like that. Yeah. And you cried on my birthday. Yes. And when I first started driving. Yes. Let's talk about driving for a minute. Let's do it. Because Charlotte's behind the wheel. Um, and a great driver, I think. She's a very good I'm driver. I'm a great driver. I'm right. very proud of myself. She's very humble. Very she humble. She gets that from her father. <laughs> who, with driving, no, who would you rather drive with? Dad. Because, really? Okay, because you make me go so slow, and Dad is like. Speed it up. Yeah. I Okay, the other day, Dad was like, watch your speed limit. And I was like, oh, I'm going 40. It's a 45. And he was like, exactly. You need to go 50. Okay. With you, I'll go 45 and a 45, and you'll be like, slow down, speed racer. Like, that's 45. Like, that it's like, I don't know. It's just you're you're very aggressive. Aggressive? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I won't even start turning, and then you'll be like, watch your turn, watch your turn. Where are you going? Watch your turn. And you're well, only halfway in the turn. Yeah. And she's. But we're heading toward an island, perhaps. Or, well, <laughs> I mean, you know. 
I'm apparently I'm not good at stopping or um turning. Those are like my weaknesses, rolling through stop signs. Well, yeah, that is true. But you're good at turning. But the key is you don't speed up into the turn. That's what Will used to do, too. Yes. You know, I, it's interesting. I was very, like, you were very, very nervous when Will was driving. Yes. Well, I, and Olivia and Charlotte. You I were with me. You were very. Yeah, you're kind of calm. I was like mm-hmm. super calm with mm-hmm. Will. And then. Oh, nervous. yeah. No, you were like holding I, on to the Jeep. It was like really like yeah. it kind of <laughs> hurt my self-confidence. No, it shouldn't hurt like... your self-confidence. Here's the thing. And your mom and I have talked about this. You didn't have an awful lot of practice before you first pulled out onto Freemanville Road, which is in front of our busy. subdivision. But it's a very, very busy yeah. road. And so I remember that first night. I think we went to Publix or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the back seat. And you're in the oh. front seat. And. <laughs> I, I, I was I was scared to death. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, scared yeah. to death. Really? Yeah, because yeah. again, it was your first time. See, I think being on a two on a yeah. real road, like not in a parking lot at the church or something. Yeah. Well, know? it's like there's no like good starter beginning by our neighborhood because like if you go left, then you have like the four way up there, and then like if you go right, then you're just on a busy road. So it's like not fun. You're doing great. How the, how are the notes that Dad gives you about driving? Well, last time, what'd you give me last time? It was this one big thing. Oh my gosh, I turned and I. It looked like I was going to run into the other person. You remember I turned like really? Yeah. Yeah. And the other person was like, yeah, they were probably freaking out. But I didn't hit them. That's like the goal. It's like you don't hit Well, there's 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 more goals than that, Charlotte. (laughs) But that is is one of them. It's like a video game. Yeah. But pull up a little further to the stop bar. Yeah. Okay. The stop bar is an issue for me. Like it's a serious issue. Like I just can't pull up to it. Because then I start slowing down and then I don't make it in time. And so then I speed up, but then I go too far ahead and I'm like ready to turn, but it's the red light. So it's like, I, I don't have the good balance on stopping. But you'll get it. You'll, you'll get, get it. it. You're it's new not driver. like a natural thing. I'm yeah. getting better at parking. I just want to throw that out there because yes. I was an awful parker <laughs> and I'm getting better. We're very proud of we you. We are, indeed. Very proud of you. What is it like being the third child? Being the youngest? I don't. Well, I mean, like, it's kind of different because, like, Will's moved out now. And then Olivia leaves in two years. So it's just going to be me. Can you can you believe that? It's just going to be me. We're very excited. I'm going to be all by myself. I get to rule the upstairs. Well, I can throw a rager. Okay, let's don't do that. Here's the thing about being the third child. Because both Daddy and I were the babies of the family. Right. Carl's the baby. So do you... Because, like, Will always says to me, like... I, and Olivia, like, I had to wait so long to get this or get my phone and y'all just gang in with Charlotte and whatever. Do you feel like you get things that they don't get? Yeah. I, th- I, yeah. Think, I think there's I'll truth be, to that. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, And I don't true. think it's just us. Well, I think it's just like, as yeah, no, it's true. Like, like, like my friends, same thing. Like, I think it's just when you're a parent and you get to like the bottom kid, you're kind of like. Done. Meh. Well, that's not <laughs> true. <laughs> well, it's like you're not going to be as like. We have to make sure you don't do this, this, and this. Because, I mean, you're a little tired when you get to, like, the third one. <laughs> Especially when they're, like, right after each other. Like, it's like, Will, Olivia, me. And it's, like, all in line. There's, like, no space. Well, there is space. But, like, it's not a lot of space. We're so just it's exhausted. Like, it's, like, it's not like having a 28-year-old and then, like, a 17-year-old. Or, like, a 16, 15, 12-year-old. Okay. Yeah. You know? So, it's, like, you're just kind of iffy. Share the story, Charlotte, about the time that you were with me listening to the podcast. Oh, boy. Donna and you learn what that you had been divorced before yes married and divorced. that was yeah that was that was like a shocker like you know like there's like this like of course I know that like the both of you have like secrets but like that's okay (laughs) but like that I wasn't expecting because you knew I had been married because Will well because Will exists I mean like 
that's like one and two, like one plus one. Do you remember where we were when we were listening? We were, oh my gosh, we were on that four way by the Hudson Grill where it used to be, like the Cold Stone and like the Chick Fil A. Parkway, Parkway, and all of a sudden you're like, well, Donna, you're your ex wife, and I mean ex husband, (laughs) and you just looked over at me. It was at that moment I realized, you know what? I don't know that this information. And I was like, wait, ex husband, and you were like. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was a little shocking. Like, I just wasn't expecting that from you. And, oh then, I, and then I found your old wedding album. That was fun. That was fun. I got to look through that. That yes. was very, it was very extravagant. It was yes. Nice. Uh-huh. The, the first it wedding always it is. Always is. Yeah. Always is. Was your first wedding extravagant? Yes. Uh, you were there, Donna, was it? Yes, it was. She was, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, we were friends. She was, what? Yeah. <laughs> You were there? Well, we were friends. We worked at the radio station together. That's now, really The day of mom's funky. first wedding, she booked me at a rodeo. That's true. What? Mm. That's funky. And Conyers. That, that she was at your first wedding. That's well, we were, really well, we were friends. We were, Just, friends. we were genuine friends. Do you have a secret crush on each other? Not then. We were just friends. <laughs> well, really? No. Really? No. no. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about kids and teenagers and, and social media specifically. Don't well, I think we were talking about it the other day and you were saying that um, and we also talked about on the podcast that kids are like, even, even you from now, okay, you're a freshman in high school and you were saying even you from like when you were in sixth grade, things have changed so much. Oh yeah. Like I got social media at a young age. I'll say that. Like I'll be the first to say that I did. I got it in like sixth, seventh grade and like, of course it impacts you. I mean, like it's like a common thing nowadays that like nothing's real on social media, but like it still affects you. But like Every grade, I sound like an old person, but like every grade that comes into high school or like comes into middle school, it just gets like worse. Like the kids get like social media in like third grade. And that's just like, that's just not good for you until you can like different differentiate from like fake versus real. Then it's just, it's a struggle. I don't know. I just like, there's these seventh graders who went to my old school and all of them, like I saw them when I like hung out with my friends last weekend. And I just, I don't know. It like shocked me. Like. Cause like I didn't look like that in sixth grade, I just didn't, and it's like so competitive now over like who has the most followers in the friend group in like seventh grade. Like that's not what you need to be worrying about in seventh grade. In seventh grade, you need to be worrying about your puppy Jesse on the school park. Like not like how many Instagram and followers. I don't know likes you got. Like I don't know how to explain. It. I sound like an old person. No, you don't at no, all. I think it's you- just like I don't know. It's just crazy to see how like mature every not even mature just how like everyone how how things happen much younger and how everyone is forcing themselves to grow up faster and then they're gonna regret that and i was listening to 16 by thomas rett the other day and now i like appreciate the lyrics yeah because like you know he talks about how he was 15 and he was driving with his parents and he wants to be 16 so he can get free and then like i think that's how everyone like that's how he was but like i think that's how everyone is and then when you finally reach that age of 21 you realize wait like i actually didn't want this to go by so fast i don't know i like never are you <laughs> she's crying <laughs> but you're very well spoken and in 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 so true yeah, though yeah yeah i just i like was thinking about it and then i listened to 16 by thomas rett and like i've never been a huge thomas rett fan but now like that song is really sticking with me because it's true i mean you're 15 you're driving with your parents and you're 16 unsupervised saturday night and then when you're 18 you can old vote you can vote and then when you're 21, 
drink liquor. Drink a cold one. What was that when I was little? I always wanted to drink like a Charlotte always wanted a um, <laughs> Mike's hard, hard cider. She's like, she used to say, I cannot wait until I can have a Mike's hard cider. <laughs> no, it was Henry's. Henry's hard cider. And I'm like, yeah. where are you getting it? But she saw, she saw it on TV and she's right. like, it just, they look so good. It was true. They it, do look good. Well, but they do. And that's a whole nother issue is right. how it's enticing. They, they, they appeal to the, yes, a younger. They have set. lemonade yeah. and they have this in them. Yeah, it, have, it amazes me. Some of the stuff that like the seventh graders at my old school have been doing is crazy. It's crazy. Well, let's don't call anybody out. Oh, I won't. I just, it just amazes me. What about boys? Nothing. <laughs> That's a strikeout. It's, see, had to be. Mm. All my friends are dating each other. So like, it's like, a, it's like an issue. You're like the single one, like, you know, but it's funny. But you want to be the single one. I love being the single one. It's probably my favorite thing in the whole world. Like, yes, it makes me lonely, but like, it's freshman year. Like, I don't care. Like I don't. Mm. You got plenty of time. Exactly. Yeah. Like I have three years left. I don't. I don't need it. Especially with COVID and everything. Everything <laughs> like with COVID, everything like threw a wrench in the thing. You know, like what do you? What is it called? A wrench in the plan? Yes, threw a wrench in the plan. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> and, what, what was going to happen? Like if you have COVID, it's like they're more kissing or. I don't out. know. I don't know. I just. Well, I think you're saying your whole year was off. Okay. Though. Well, you two had extreme freshman year, so. You guys were probably throwing parties in your freshman Extreme year. freshman years. What does that mean? I was not throwing parties my freshman year. You Daddy were. Was. I was. You yeah. were the partier. You were also a partier. Underground. Anyway. Uh, wait. All right, let's move on. Okay, yeah. Donna. What's, what's the next segment then? What's the next segment? <laughs> I don't know. But Are you going to take mom to college with you? Yes. No. Okay. That was always that was our deal. Room, yeah. That was a plan. What is she going to do? Live in my dorm room? That's what we I live thought. near you. No. It's no. Well, you know this. I, I know you do. Your mom and I are so proud of you. Wow. Thanks, yes. Very proud so of you. And, and the young lady that you've become. I know. Charlotte's a great student. She's an amazing reader. She's... Independent thinker. Yeah. Just, yes, absolutely. Uh, it means that you uh, research something and, and you stand by it and you believe in it. You know, that, that yeah. you, you don't just mm. believe what everybody else believes. And even when it's not the most popular opinion. And you, you're you very kind. You stand up for people and your friends and you always have. And we love you for that. Are you going to cry? I might. Well, have we found out whose boxer shorts those were in the wash the other okay, night? Okay, that was like a traumatizing experience because like you pulled them out and I think like both of our hearts just kind of stopped because it's like, whose are those? Because it sure as you could not fit into those. Thank so it was like, <laughs> you were off. Right, there were 34s. And I'm you like, were off the table Will doesn't live here. I certainly can't get into a 34. Yeah, see, if Will was still here, I would have thought they were the his. Who's, who's boxer I don't know. But I am not comfortable with this conversation. They're not my boxer shorts or anyone I know. And then you pulled out, like, the jean shorts out of the laundry pile. Well, now, there are some shorty shorts in there. <laughs> there were a lot of clothes, though, because I do a lot of laundry. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done six loads of laundry today alone. I think that's the spring break laundry. I think the shorts well, and that's are what why I said, me. because Olivia went to spring break with Jack and his family, her mm-hmm. boyfriend, and it's very, it could it can happen. <laughs> It could happen that they got their clothes mixed up. Under what circumstance? I'm not. I do not want to have this conversation. Like, like under what circumstance do you? Because I'm because gonna, you just mm, grab clothes. Uh huh. Yeah. And they were in the vicinity when you. <laughs> yeah. I never even thought about that. To be honest with you. Really? Because that's I, I the didn't. first thing that popped into my mind when you okay. pulled this out. We need to move on. All right. Matching socks. Oh. If if I match just two pair of socks out of a complete load of laundry, I feel like, like you I have. Jeopardy champion the entire freaking day yeah what is it with single socks and how do we fix this problem 
Well, people take them off and then one gets caught up in a sheet and until you change the sheets, you don't find the other sock. And so there's just one sock. And I have, I used to have a sock bowl. I don't know if you remember when, uh, yeah. when Will lived here because it was true. Right now it's the laundry's unbelievable. It was triple the laundry when he was here. And I would just keep the socks there in hopes that they would either find their mate or someone would find them. But I don't think, and this is the truth. We talk about it laundry a lot because the laundry, There's a lot of it. it rules our life. But I think, and I know you always appreciated me doing laundry, but I know I used to complain. Like, where is all this laundry coming from? And now I think you're like, I know exactly what she was thinking. Well, you do three loads and, and the, the hamper in the laundry room is you finally can see the bottom of it. And you're you, like, it's yes. Like, yes. And then you turn your back like to... Uh, start your dinner affair meal. And lo and behold, you turn Funk. back around and there's it's full again. I know. And it's like, where did all these clothes come from? The, underneath bad. their bed. Well, you I don't, so you don't feel bad, but if I may, Charlotte, just do a better job maybe of, of bringing clothes downstairs uh, daily. Yeah, I never have the right socks on. Like, uh, this is a very rare day. I actually have matching socks on. I never. Like, when I come downstairs in the morning, I grab the two socks that are on the dining room table. And if they fit, they fit. If they don't fit, Sucks. So, so basically, the dining room table is everyone's drawers. Yeah, but everybody can relate to that. Everybody it's my drawer. Yeah, like, you know, I'll be honest. Like, it, I, yeah, at your home, it could be a treadmill. It could be, you know, we're listening right now. You are thinking about that spot in your house, which has another purpose, but has become the place where all the laundry. It's like your exterior closet. Socks and their matches. Let's talk about uncorked, real quick. May eighth, Saturday, May eighth, at Painted Horse Winery and Vineyards. The Uncourt Concert Series. Uh, this is going to be a first. We're doing a tribute band. It's the Van Morrison Experience. And tickets are on sale uh, right now. And this is a uh, concert series that you and I produce along with uh, our, our business partner, Jody Jackson. And we do a mix. We had Jeffrey Steele two weeks ago. He was Legendary he national was songwriter. Great. You know what the most surreal thing for me at that show was? Was to hear and watch Jeffrey Steele perform Stick That in Your Country Song. Mm-hmm. by Eric Church because Jeffrey actually wrote that song mm-hmm. and so to hear it the way that it was written and to also know that that was the only song that Eric Church has ever recorded that he did not write himself I don't know being yeah. an Eric Church fan it was just a really cool moment kind of gave you chills yeah he's amazing and so if you are a Van Morrison fan which how can you not be a Van Morrison fan I mean just come on I don't know who they are okay oh my god it okay brown eyed girl Yes, it's not they. Van Morrison is a person. I thought they were a band. Oh, my God. Carl, please tell me sitting here right now, no, you I'm thought serious. Van Morrison was a band. How did you survive in radio for as long because as you Because I did? never played rock. I just played, I've done country my entire life, okay. my entire career. Yeah, so it's Van Morrison. But it's going to be a hell of a show. Buy it, your tickets yeah. now. Well, most people are Van Morrison fans because he's just amazing. And this particular tribute band, you are going to feel like you were in the presence of Van Morrison. It's not one of those where you're going to be like, oh, that wasn't very good. I mean, it's going to be amazing. This guy is, he's, they, so many people book him because it is literally like you're watching Van Morrison. So come out, bring a chair, bring a blanket, plenty of beer, plenty of wine, plenty of barbecue, bring your friends, sit with your friends, bring your family. And um, it's going to be a great time. Dance the night away. Yeah. And uh, ticket links to purchase on all of my social media channels. And we must thank um, Atlanta Fine Homes, Sotheby's, the Jackson Brubaker Law Firm, Nikki Rudd, who is a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley, for their support of live music and the return of live music. Also, Q, legendary barbecue. Um, 
now five locations here in the Atlanta area and in great sides, but they put up, they bring the entire spread and oh, so it's, good. Uh, cherry street has a couple of different, uh, uh, brews and IPAs and Apple media group for their support of live music as well. So Saturday, May 8th uncorked the van Morrison experience. We'll see you there. Yeah. Shop now, pay later gallery furniture. You can take it home today. Ask for the wolfman.com is the website askforthewolfman.com doesn't matter what you're looking for or what you need for your home or what you want to replace you can search for it on the website categorized by you know living room sets and and dining room sets and bedrooms and recliners you can visit the 16,000 square foot warehouse and showroom in Gainesville and you can also call up there and ask what's on the floor Donna you know Donna ask for Donna ask for the wolfman legendary family, legendary business, and they're still in business today. Yeah, and I was thinking like Mother's Day is not too many weekends away. And you know what? Furniture is something we, all of us women want. You know, we drop subtle hints. Our couch is getting old. This doesn't look good. We really wish we had this. So you know what would be nice is just take your wife up to gallery and just say, hey, we're going to take a little ride today up to Gainesville. She's going to be like, mm, what's he going to do? Kill me? Like, like if you haven't taken your wife for a ride, they're going to be she's so gonna Donna, like, Maybe mm-hmm. she's thinking he's going to take me for a picnic uh, <laughs> on the banks of Lake Lanier or something. Maybe. I'd be like, what's he going to do? Kill me? Anyway, so once you get up there, though, you, your can, mom. you can walk the showroom. You can walk the showroom and Donna will help you pick something out. And it will just I mean, what a great gift, you know, because it's something that you don't buy yourself. And you kind of think sometimes furniture is extravagant and you're like, we need to get it. But there's other things we need. But go up there and check some of the um, things that they have out. And they've got great, great prices. And the bonus to you if you're buying this for your wife is you don't have to put it together. They'll deliver it for like you. With a little uh, one of those old Allen things. Allen wrench. Oh. Mm, your nemesis. <sighs> yeah. All right. You can take it home the day that you're there. They also have delivery and financing. You know Donna's going to work with you as well. Askforthewolfman.com. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. If you're listening on upload date, thank you for that. It's Thursday, April the 22nd. Tomorrow, the second Eric Church album is going to drop, and it's called Soul. S-O-U-L. Last Friday, Heart dropped. And then there is And, which is on vinyl and and for Mm -hmm. church choir members. Eric always has taken care uh, of his fans. And they got this music first, like they always do, anytime that he um, drops new music. Eric Church album release days for me are magical. I can tell you where I was and where I bought each of the albums that he has dropped in the past years and then spent days just listening and dissecting and going back and uh, listening to his wordplay and the way that he uh, writes songs in his very own way. You know, Morgan Wallen put out a double album called Dangerous back in January, I think. 30 Cuts, it yeah. was a lot to process. Great, One of the best albums I think ever released in country. But it was a lot to process. I think Eric Church was very smart with this triple album to drop them with a little bit of separation. I agree. Because it allows you to enjoy. You don't, I don't know. I felt rushed with Morgan Wallen's well, Dangerous. You feel overwhelmed. You're like, I'm going to, and and we're still discovering a couple of songs on the Morgan, album, Morgan Wallen album that we were like, oh, that is a great song. But you just kind of skipped over it because you're right. You're kind of trying to listen to everything and, and see what's on there. It's kind of like you, uh, you have different buckets when, when you listen to a new album. It's, I love that one. Need to go back and revisit this one. And what was that? Yeah. And with both Eric Church and Morgan Wallen, I have not found anything 
to put in the what is that bucket yet. But it's huge that, that country music is being represented by these massive projects. You know, not many country artists have ever uh, attempted to drop a double, much less a triple album. I, I, has a triple album ever been dropped? Not that I know of. In country music? Not that I know of. So Very uh, ambitious. All right. Anything as we go out? I think that's it. I think Charlotte, we covered it all. Yeah, we love you. I love Carl's dog. That's all I have to say. Bun is with us in the Bun studio is with again us. today. I love Bun. Sign up for the letter. It'll hit your inbox Saturday morning at 910. Text left on red. No spaces. Red is the color. R-E-D. To the number 22828. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Bye.